Hi, I'm David Dodge. Welcome to Green Energy Futures. As we learned last time, Jim Sandercock went from being a reluctant novice cyclist to a year-round bicycle commuter, thanks in part to his e-bike. In part two of our series on e-bikes, we find out how and why electric bikes are revolutionizing the bicycle as a mode of transportation. But I just don't want people thinking I'm like coming to work dripping in sweat. If you're going to start biking, you're just going to wear your clothes you're going to go to work on, throw on a light coat, bike there, take off the coat, hang it up and get right to work, just like hopping out of your car. The range of most e-bikes is about 40 kilometers, and most are restricted to 32 kilometers per hour. And hey, if you run out of power, you can always pedal. You're never stuck. Jim prefers his e-bike over a car or the bus. It's way more convenient. It doesn't cost you money to park. And so it's beautiful in that way. And the electric motor is just helping you not have to, if you got a couple of little hills in there, it just makes those hills go away. Studies show e-bikes also change how we think about bikes and how we use them. E-bike owners use their bike 49% of the time for trips. That's compared to just 17% for regular bicycles. And perhaps most significantly, e-bike owners ride an average of 9.2 kilometers per day, about four times further than regular cyclists. Jim found himself using his e-bike enough that it became feasible for his family to ditch one of their two cars. Well, I saved more than $8,800 a year by getting rid of the second vehicle because of, you know, maintenance and payments and insurance and all the rest of it. Jim's e-bike paid for itself in the first few months compared to owning a car. Jim says his top reason for cycling is convenience. He saves money, gets to work in just 20 minutes, parks for free, and then he says he's also doing something that reduces emissions. But is an e-bike a cop-out or is Jim getting healthier on his e-bike? Jim was skeptical at first. But, you know, when you really think about it, I had a bike for years just sitting in the garage and I logged a whole zero kilometers of biking a year because it sounded, it sounded nice to own a bike, but when it came right to it, I didn't. And now I'm biking conservatively maybe 2,500 kilometers a year. It turns out you burn about 444 calories per hour on an e-bike and about 552 calories on a regular bike. And since e-bike riders ride four times further per day, they are actually getting much more exercise than they did with a regular bike. One thing Jim realized early on is the importance of bike lanes. Okay, so it's going to matter on what your city's infrastructure for biking is like. And so it can be everything from you wondering if you're going to feed yourself into the front of a car through to no issues. And it depends on your bike infrastructure within your city. So if you've got great infrastructure where you've got dedicated paths, they're actually getting cleared on a regular basis. We've seen it in places like Finland, Norway. People are biking all the time, even though it's cold. This is very important to cyclists. One study in Berlin found that temporary bike lanes added during COVID increased cycling between 11 and 48% in European cities. Bicycles are already the most efficient way of moving humans, three times more efficient than walking. Add a small electric motor and cyclists go further faster, while getting the equivalent of 2,000 miles per gallon. That's 20 times more efficient than a Tesla Model S EV, which is 3.2 times more efficient than an internal combustion car. Sales of e-bikes are expected to reach $300 million in 2023. That's a 50% increase since 2019. And by 2030, sales are expected to reach $41 billion. All of this information is covered in our blog at greenenergyfutures.ca. For Green Energy Futures, I'm David Dodge.